Time now for Financial Friday on WOMI with your host, Drew Watson, sponsored by Align Wealth Management. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. So, Cynthia, you are a wealth of knowledge. I love your high spirit. Um, you can tell you're so passionate about what you're doing for God's kingdom purposes. You love working with others and you love to help people. I mean, I love that. Let's talk about your Living Your Legacy program and how that's going. I love this program because again, it weaves in this holistic aspect of our body and our soul and our spirit and offers education from a biblical context to help us to understand that there's step-by-step -step transformative changes that we can make. You know, it doesn't have to feel like it's overwhelming and that we're never going to arrive, right? We will arrive when Jesus returns and we make it into that next suit that he gives That's us. Right. But now we've got responsibility to take care of the mind he's given us and to take care of the heart and spirit that he's given us and really see that fusion of them working harmoniously together. Um, this program is really intended. It's a three-month program. We focus on each aspect of the body. We start off with that, go into the soul, nourishment and care, real practical tools and tips, formulating new habits, and then the spiritual component, really learning more about how to walk out, live out in our destiny. So it's living our legacy today. Often we like to think about, we're gonna leave a legacy, and that's really great. But if we live it now, then we will leave it because of the example that we're living. And so, yeah, I welcome anybody to check that out on the Audible 3 page and um, just come in and take a look at it. And I'm happy to answer questions, but it's something I'm really very, very passionate about to transform the church's understanding that we really have a holistic. It's Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? Three in one. We're body, soul, and spirit. Three That's in one. Right. We operate together. That's right. All right. So. I know you've met a lot of people during your career and as a coach. So um, why don't you share with us a story of inspiration with working with someone or during your dance career or maybe now um, as you're coaching? Wow, there's so many that I can share. Um, one that comes to mind simply was just a woman that I had opportunity to interact with that had um, chronic inflammation in her body since she was a small, small child. She was diagnosed with arthritis, childhood onset arthritis. Oh, wow. And this woman was an adult. She had a college age student and she started learning some of the educational resources that I had um, passed along actually to her daughter and they started making some changes. They started to adapt the nutrition that I offer through the Juice Plus company, but also started to make some more plant-based nutrition choices. And slowly what started happening over the weeks and a couple of months ahead was that she was pain-free. The first time in her whole life that she could remember being able to move her joints without pain. Wow. And now she's flourishing and it's just so rewarding. And those are, you know, that's just one story, but I've got others of, you know, moms who have kids that are stubborn and they won't eat anything except, you know, the nuggets and the fries and the 
tots and the things that aren't <laughs> going to serve them well and don't have much variety of colors. And then I uh, help them to adapt. Here's some choices that you could make. Be a sneaky mom, right? Start getting some of those nutrients in. We have some other solutions that we can offer some nutrition free for kids, getting in 20 different fruits and veggies in their bodies. And then I'll say, okay, and here's probably what's going to happen in the next few weeks. Your child is going to start asking for some other things like, well, it's not my kid because that's not going to happen. Well, then they'll come back to me and later and say, okay, I don't know whose kid is it. It looks like mine, but some <laughs> child is in this kid's body because they're asking for broccoli and for some salad. And I'm like, yeah, because we've started to change the palate. We've started yes. to make that metabolic syndrome, you know, change and shift where we crave good things. You put it in and it starts to want more, just like scripture, right? You start putting it in, so you hunger for more. Anything like that. You get a song in your head, right? Somebody yes. sings a little song, and you're like, it's stuck in your head. So it's that understanding that starts to bring around life transformational experiences. That's that's amazing truth because we do crave what we eat. We crave what we do. We crave what we hear and what we allow ourselves to do. So with eating, I love that. Um, just sneak some things in. And I always say, if you can see it, you know, if you have fruits and veggies out and our grandchildren open the fridge and they see it, they're going to want an apple versus, you know, a candy bar or a cookie. They're still probably going to want a cookie, but, you know, they're going to see that apple and they ask for strawberries and that one of our grandchildren asks for blueberries every time they're over. I'm like, absolutely, because I know he loves blueberries. So it's just having those things available and, um, you know, putting them out there where they can see them. So how would you encourage someone? And I know you you are and you already have, but someone's listening today and they have not a clue where to start and what would you say to them on how to start their holistic care? Well, one thing I would say, you just go to my website and you'll look and see there's a self-assessment chart and you can just click on the appropriate little box and it will give you some ideas on, okay, how am I doing? I'm doing a self-assessment. Self how are things in my spiritual life? How are things in my body care? How are things in my soul care? And then from that place, then invite God in. All right, God, I'm seeing, I'm rating myself in my nourishment that I'm not doing so great. I'm at a two, which is low. I want to get towards a 10. God, will you help me? Will you start changing my thoughts about food? Will you help bring around people or education or resources? And then start asking and allow those good things to become a new part of your practice. And so it doesn't have to be insurmountable in the context that we feel like, oh gosh, I feel like I've got so many areas to have transformed. He made us baby walk, right? One step at a time, we get stable, put the other foot there and then another step. And that's the way it is in this life. And that's the way it is when we're building new foundational health habits and plans. It's one step at a time. So just start in one area, start to feel like you're getting some good leveraging. Maybe you feel like I'm not hydrating enough. Well, maybe substitute out one um, bottle of a pop or a soda, soft drink, for a glass of water. And so that's a great change. So you just start thinking about what are things that I could do that would help me to move towards some of those goals without feeling like, oh gosh, I don't even know where to start because it feels like there's too many things. Just take a step, just start moving towards, you know, like you mentioned apple, right? You usually don't eat fresh fruit. Think, okay, then this week I'm gonna add in one piece of fresh fruit every day. 
And that's that's a great way to start. That is good. Keep it simple. Invite God to help in one step at a time, one day at a time. Cynthia, we could continue to talk, but our time's up. (laughs) I always love talking to you. And uh, thank you so much uh, for being a guest on Shape by Faith. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you, my sister and friend. I love you dearly and appreciate and respect you greatly and just God's abounding blessings in the work you're continuing to do. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. Love you too. And thank you for listening. I'm Teresa Rowe. Everyone have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit shapebyfaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more. From the cabinet doors and more studio, this is WOMI Owensboro, 99.1 FM and 1490 AM. Hello and welcome to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I am your host, Drew Watson. And boy, do we have a show today devoted to you all about inflation. Apparently in this land of ours, there's rising prices everywhere. And whether you're looking far or near, you're spending more money than you did a year ago. The big news of the week was the white hot inflation number that came out on CPI on Wednesday with the headline number a massive 9.1%, which blew away what was forecasted. The small silver lining that's been overlooked so far this week is that core CPI did uh, notch down a little bit, although it was hotter than expected. Still on a downward trajectory, which is all we could hope for in this land of rising prices. The good news last month, apparently most commodity prices kind of may have uh, reached their peak, at least temporarily, um, in mid-June. It looks like most prices have uh, of commodities somewhere between the 15th and 20th of June hit a high, but uh, one thing's for sure. The markets have not reacted well this week after having a a decent week last week. As we uh, go to press, uh, the S&P futures are positive this morning, coming off of four losing days this week. A couple of bright spots in the red tape have been Mega Cap Tech and some other blue chips have had some small and modest gains as it looked like uh, investors may be searching for some blue chip uh, within the trash heap. If you're like me and like old brick to landscape your house, occasionally I'll run out to the dump with my lovely wife Stacy and we will collect as much brick as we can for the uh, marvelous fee of free. So there's a lot of people doing the same thing on the trash heap of this market sell-off, trying to pick off some blue chip bricks to build the foundation of a solid portfolio. As I said in today's show, we're going to cover everything inflation, discuss how it works. Also, we're going to look at bank earnings as earnings have come out this week from banks. They haven't been impressive at all, but uh, we'll go through the metrics of what makes banks make money and what can cost them a lot of money. So keep listening right here to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. We'll be back in 60 seconds. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer. Our pursuits become careers. And if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask what's most important to you. 
Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, private wealth advisor with Align. And boy, do we have a great show for you to this week. As we said in the opener, we've had a lot of uh, red on the screen uh, when it comes to um, investments this week, both in stocks and bonds. And we have had some earnings that have come up here, uh, just started this week with financials, uh, leading the way and um, we will kind of in this investment focus we will get down and dirty uh, with regards to uh, you know where we are I would say in the marketplace so to speak but uh, let's kind of take a a jump start here with um, what's gone on in the markets And, and the big question is is the market too pessimistic about the second quarter earnings season? And as you know, stocks have struggled to gain traction as the second quarter earnings season has kicked off and a slate of big bank earnings start to drop this week. Building recession worries here and abroad and fears corporate profits and their results and outlook will disappoint versus analyst estimates have stocks on the defensive this week. And facts that has provided that over the last 15 quarters only once, and that was the first quarter of 2020, did S&P earnings per share come in lower than forecast at the end of the quarter. In the other 14 times, the S&P 500 earnings per share surpassed analyst estimates and often by a significant margin. Notably, facts that fact set estimates based on historical beat rates the second quarter S&P 500 EPS could grow by 9% to 12% year over year if that's achieved that would mark a significant jump over the 4.1% year over year growth analysts expected at the end of June of course there is likely to be a lot to unpack from corporate earnings over the next month or so particularly against the backdrop of record high inflation and cooling demand. But I believe companies have established a solid track record of beating analyst estimates each quarter. And moreover, in an environment of increasing negativity, S&P 500 companies have delivered profit results above and beyond what analysts expect. And in my view, investors should avoid underestimating corporate America's ability to adapt to a changing environment. And while stock market volatility could remain elevated over the earnings season, results that come in better than expected with outlooks that are not as bad as feared may help reestablish the narrative of a resilient corporate backdrop. Whether stocks will react positively over the near term to such developments remain unclear. Well, what is clear is, you know, your bigger banks have reported uh, their earnings and, you know, what we've seen is... uh, 
financial specifically, have been putting um, more money back into their what's called loan loss reserves. Now, to um, put that into perspective, when banks, uh, there's two types of um, losses that they can provision money for. That means they take money out of operating earnings, and it's an expense for them to put money back for the potential of future bad loans. Traditionally, there was two financial accounting standard board or FASB rules around these, and then they've been changed in years since. But essentially, there are potential losses that a bank can see and identify on an individual basis. So this would be if a lender is, uh, or if a borrower has missed payments or declared bankruptcy, they know that loan could possibly be impaired uh, for the repayment of principal and interest based on how it was uh, originally set up because factors relating specifically identified to that borrower. And then there is a larger pool where given either an economic backdrop or certain, you know, exigenous or exigenous stocks, that's easy for me to say today, uh, exogenous stock shocks that a group of loans could go bad. So let's say, for example, if you were operating a bank uh, in an area that got hit by a hurricane, it would be not uncommon to provision some money back uh, for potential losses because you know that a certain percentage of people may not have enough insurance to cover the losses, uh, either from their homes or their businesses. And the bank sat down and they kind of come up with a number that they want to allocate to potential loan losses going forward. So there's the specific identified potential losses, and then there's the general um, outlook. And it does appear, based on what J.P. Morgan had put out um, Thursday, that they are more, uh, you know, looking at let's just say the uh, you know general loan losses because uh, I believe in their discussion uh, and, and what they kind of came up with, uh, there was no specific mention of, um, you know, losses that they could identify. But certainly, you know, the provisions that have been made, uh, you know, have put a, uh, you know, underpinning under the market that maybe things might be rough. I know uh, right after their earnings, J.P. Morgan was down about 4%. Uh, Citigroup's down. Likewise, uh, they haven't released their earnings yet, but just these bigger banks, um, you know, Bank of America, they're all down about 3%, these larger um, financials, based on what they feel like would be, you know, potential worries around loan loss uh, reserves or people not being able to make their payments. If you look at what... Um, has transpired really in six months, if not even four months, most mortgage rates have almost doubled, which is a pretty huge amount. The um, inflation report that came out uh, Wednesday definitely showed that owner equivalent rent and other expenses of that ilk had gone up. But but keep in mind, um, you know, mortgage Payments have, have doubled when rates go up that much if, if you're getting a new loan or if you had an adjustable loan and it reset. But what financial institutions are paying on deposits, really that needle has not moved at all. Now, 
if you'll bear with me with some kind of, a, as, as Einstein used to say, a thought experiment, if you're if you were paying before a whopping 0.2% on deposits and you're were charging 3% on your loan, if both doubled and a bank could look at you straight face and say, well, we've doubled what we're paying on deposits, well, that, that interest you're getting on your big CD has went from 0.2 to 0.4, but someone's went from 3% to 6% on their on their mortgage. So the spreads that the banks should be making should be quite uh, robust and um, obviously allow for that profitability to be put into the loan loss reserve uh, as a way to potentially protect against potential losses that they feel could be looming out there in the future. Now, we know J.P. Morgan's CEO, Jamie Dimon, has been um, maybe either sanguine or expressively pessimistic about the economic outlook, and uh, he's backing up his words with action by making those loan loss provisions. Keep listening to Financial Fridays. We'll be back after a word from our sponsors. When today is unpredictable, you need sound advice and strong support to help you stay focused on your long-term financial goals for tomorrow. Ameriprise has been guiding clients through challenging times for over 125 years. You can take comfort in working with an advisor who's backed by that strong experience and who's there to guide you with personalized, goal-based financial advice. Together, you and your Ameriprise advisor can plan your future while navigating your now. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Offices located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, private wealth advisor with Align. And in our market uh, deep dive today, we're going to take a look um, from a financial planning perspective about inflation and the reports that we've gotten this week uh, we've received on CPI. Uh, unless you've been living uh, in a cave down at the river, uh, subsisting on a catfish you can pull out on a line or a deer you've been able to take down. You know, prices of everything have uh, exploded in our country. And the June print that we received this week um, may be the high watermark for inflation. And uh, given the prices for a broad range of goods and services have continued to rapidly rise since the beginning of 2021, you know, specifically, uh, you know, we've gone from roughly less than 2% inflation now to over 9 And in the longer run, uh, what we've seen is, um, you know, 2% going back over 20 years to uh, 2002. Calling an inflation top has proven extremely challenging for economists. Uh, and as a colleague of mine always says, in the turn, everyone is wrong. And economists and central bankers alike really don't know where the top is um, at any given time. Now, the June headline consumer price index rose to 9.1% year-over-year, 
versus an estimate of 8.8%, and that surpassed May's previous high water mark of 8.6%. As a result, headline inflation hit its highest level since December 1981. Back then, I was just a 10-year-old lad listening to some Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, and that was mainly driven by gasoline prices rising an amazing 11.2% in June alone. Over the previous year, energy is higher by almost 42%, and gasoline is up just shy of 60%. In the food category, that's meat, poultry, fish, and eggs, that's higher by 11.7%. And in addition, core CPI, excluding food and energy, rose 5.9% year-over-year in June, also hotter than the 5.7% expected, but down from 6% seen in May. Now, if you're a Fed watcher, you know the Fed supposedly watches more of the core CPI than the headline, but that is a small silver lining for what we've seen. Bottom line is consumer prices continued to rise across a broad range of products and services last month with minimal signs of relief. However, West Texas Intermediate Crude is down over 20% during the previous 30 days, while gasoline is lower by over 13%. Now, keep in mind, um, planning on what you spend and watching your money, obviously you have to put gas in your car and go to the grocery store. There is about a two- to three-week lag from what wholesale gasoline prices do to what is reflected at the pump. But I can tell you firsthand, I've seen price decreases of almost 20-plus percent just in the last two weeks alone traveling back and forth to Louisville. Over the last month, specifically, corn has dropped by roughly 10%, while Kansas City wheat has plunged over 25%. Although June's Consumer Price Index report showed overall consumer prices have yet to peak, a steep decline in energy and food prices this month could help dampen inflation pressures for July and that consumer price report that will be released next month. While I won't go so far as to say inflation has peaked in June, the setup for the July report, uh, which will be released August 10th, points to some potential relief from increasing prices in critical consumer areas such as food and energy. So you know, what we are seeing specifically as it pertains to kind of your personal financial planning stuff is that we are going to be in a you know outlook uh for higher inflation but hopefully we may have seen the top as we talked about last week right around June 15th to 20th uh, is when most commodity prices appear to have topped out, um, you know, here in the U.S. specifically. Some of this is due to dollar strength. Um, you know, if you're a um, world traveler and plan on going to Europe, you probably are aware that the U.S. dollar and the euro are almost now trading at a dollar for dollar parity. That's something that hasn't been seen um, really since the days that the euro was instated. But more importantly, uh, you know, we've seen gold prices decrease and across the board seen quite a bit of commodity price easing from their highs. Uh, you know, the commodity we kind of you know, monitor the most here and kind of joke about is lumber. And lumber is down, obviously, um, you know, about 680 on Thursday. But um, lumber kind of bottomed in June. Uh, 
in the 500s, and it has rallied recently. So that's not a good um, a good uh, indicator. But wheat, which you have to have for all kinds of things, you know, early in June was about, um, you know, from where it ended up in July, 25% to one-third increase uh, was not uncommon. Um, you know, you look at some of the uh, chemical stocks, especially out of the Far East, um, NAPTA, which usually comes out of Japan, you know, its peak was more um, when the war started in early March, but those prices have come down likewise almost 30% as well. So as we get more and more price decreases in the commodity complex, we think those should hopefully come through to the consumer. And uh, especially here in the U.S., energy prices are baked in, no pun intended, to everything we do and everything we use from food to chemicals, etc. So from a financial planning standpoint, how do you plan farther ahead to make sure that you're getting the best use of your dollar? One, look for discounts, and I would say given targets, um, you know, response just about three weeks ago, I would expect some retailers to begin offering the dreaded sales tactic to get people back into um, their stores. And in essence, what I would also think is this would be uh, hopefully a sign maybe that we are breaking some inflation um, you know, barriers as well getting uh, everything that we've got um, taken care of. With that said, um, you never know you're out of the woods until you are way out of the woods. And given the fact that the situation we're in is very fluid and can change dramatically, I think it is very, very, very incumbent upon us to watch what we do, watch what you spend. But when you see sales, take advantage of it. Keep listening to Financial Fridays right here on your favorite station, and we will be back in 60 seconds. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer, our pursuits become careers, and if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Private Wealth Advisor, Drew Watson, and this is the famous email bag segment where we answer your questions as it pertains to all things finance in this day and age. Keep your questions coming. Feel free to uh, email me 
at william.a.watson at ampf.com. And I will uh, get to your questions. And, and the questions this week really are pertaining to around, you know, with financial companies reporting their earnings and uh, definitely uh, kind of preparing for, um, you know, what they consider might be bad loans. The question has come in of exactly how do, what goes into bank earnings and how do they make their money. I touched on this a little bit earlier in the show, but I'll come back to it. But but traditionally, a financial institution makes their money on the difference between what they pay on deposits and what they earn or get paid on loans that they provide. Now, if you're old enough to have lived through the savings and loan crisis in the 1980s, you know sometimes when deposits are not matched to the time length of the loans, um, whereas your mortgages are longer term and if rates went down and you're uh, paying time on your paying interest on your deposits that are short time uh, and those rates are elevated, uh, you can get yourself in, in a bad position where you're paying out more on deposits than what you're getting on your loans. So that's something that banks often evaluate um, is they call it their spread and to make sure that they're not going to get, um, you know, um, boat swamp, so to speak, or, or, or go under by having a uh, getting crossed up on, on the length of deposits versus their loans. So, so generally, you know, in the environment we're in, uh, with rates going up so far this year, effectively most mortgage loans, those rates have doubled. Uh, you know, just in ballpark estimates earlier in the year, a 30 year mortgage was about 3% interest. Uh, now that's gone up to 6%. And when that happens, uh, as you can imagine, the borrower's payments also, uh, pretty much double. Now, keep in mind the amount of money that banks are paying on deposits. Yes, technically they're paying more than they were before, but that more may be going from like a quarter of 1% to 0.41% or half of 1% at the most. So, you know, in aggregate, their biggest expense is the interest they pay their customers. And if that expense doubled, you know, that that's one thing, but the income that's coming on the top line also is doubled. So that should, if anything, widen their spread. So in that example, if they were lending money at three and paying a quarter on deposits, they made 2.75% interest on all the money in the bank. Whereas in the future example, if, if both deposit rate and loans doubled, you know, they're gone up to a 5.5% spread, effectively doubling their spread. Now, typical line items that come out of bank earnings, obviously, they've got employees like everybody else. They have buildings, computer, technology, infrastructure. But the, the line item that can change dramatically from quarter to quarter is what they call their allowance for loan and lease loss uh, provision, where they do try to identify where there are potential losses on the books i.e. loans that will uh, not pay back in full for whatever reason. Um, and 
they can do their calculus and run their numbers and determine how much of the earnings stream do they need to pull out and provision for potentially bad loans. Now, banks that are smart do this quarter after quarter, so when the economy turns sour, they don't have to you know, redirect all of their earnings, and they build up uh, what's called an allowance pool uh, that would be, depending on the size of the bank, from millions of dollars to billions of dollars to be able to absorb these loan losses. Now, uh, in a straightforward example, if it's just a credit card loan where there's nothing behind it, the losses could be pretty much dollar for dollar uh, with what uh, the borrower has put on credit. Other loans that are secured by some type of collateral will get some type of recovery. So, for example, of a mortgage, the home usually stands as collateral. And uh, after a lengthy process, and banks have to kind of, there's rules and laws that protect consumers, but at the end of the day, if and when a collateral property is sold, such as a house or a car, when that money comes back to the bank, that's a recovery, and typically that money kind of goes back in. So you've got charge-offs, you've got allowances, but at the end of the day, there should be a lot of uh, collateral out there. One thing anecdotally to report is unlike the 2007 and 2008 situation with banks and bad loans, one thing that has been widely reported is banks have done, by and large, a very good job of following the rules and very sound lending practices. I think, you know, as I, uh, as I you know, do this show, it's hard for me to think of uh, very many, and by that I mean only one or two loans where people were allowed to put down less than 20% on a home. So I think the days of widespread dollar down or no money down buying a home or second property are way over. And I think in some cases, even you could, the case could be made, uh, banks are in pretty good position where at a minimum 20% was put down and in some cases much more than 20%. Now, at the end of the day, there will be losers uh, as rates go up. And, and unfortunately, if people had budgeted a, a mortgage payment at $2,000 a month, and it turns into four, that's going to be a situation that they have to deal with, and that will cut into future spending on other things that would typically be considered discretionary, such as, you know, going out to dinner, going to movies, travel, uh, et cetera, and only will be able to see later on how the economy responds to that. But keep in mind, that's how banks operate and how they focus on making money and how they protect themselves and their shareholders at the end of the day is what a bank is looking out to do in order to ensure their safety and soundness. Keep listening to Financial Fridays because we'll be back same time, same channel next week. This is WOMI Owensboro, 99.1 FM and 1490 AM. Translator W256CF, a Town Square media station. The questions can wait. I'm Chris Foster. Fox News, former President Trump, Don Jr., and Ivanka Trump were supposed to give depositions today for a New York State civil investigation of their businesses that is postponed now because Trump's ex-wife, Ivana, died. She was 73. Daughter-in-law, Laura, calls her a great businesswoman. But I can tell you that the title and the role that she cherished most was that of mom to my husband, to my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. Eric, Don Jr., and Ivanka. There's no sign of foul play, police say, but there will be an autopsy to determine Ivana Trump's cause of death at her home in New York City yesterday. 
President Biden's on Air Force One on his way to Saudi Arabia after meeting with Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas in Bethlehem and pledging more American aid for Palestinian health care. When I came to office, I reserved the policy, I reversed the policies of my predecessor and resumed aid to the Palestinians. More than a half a billion dollars in 2021. And he says the Palestinians deserve their own state and the U.S. will not give up on bringing Israel and Palestinians closer together. West Virginia Senate Democrat Joe Manchin again says no to his party's spending plan, saying he'll only work to lower prescription drug costs and oppose raising taxes on wealthy Americans and businesses to fund programs to fight climate change. A spokesperson for Manchin telling Fox News the country needs to avoid taking steps that add fuel to the inflation fire. Democrats had hoped to reach an agreement on a more sweeping package they could pass by August, but without Manchin's support, the push by some Democrats for an even bolder spending bill remain on hold. In Washington, Sean Lynch, Fox News. A preliminary autopsy report finds that Jalen Walker, a 25-year-old black man shot and killed by police in Akron, Ohio last month, was shot or grazed 46 times. Walker was shot in a parking lot running away after a traffic stop and car chase. Police say he had fired a gunshot from his car 40 seconds into that chase, but was unarmed when he was killed. America's listening to Fox News. If you're living with aches and pains, especially if they're frequent and nagging and relentless, I want you to take a moment and think back to the last time you really felt good. Can you even remember what it felt like? Now, here's even a more important question. What would you give to go back to feeling like that again? Maybe it would just be nice to take a stroll with your loved one or play with your grandchildren. I've suffered from persistent, crippling pain almost all the time for about five years. When I started taking Relief Factor, I took it because my wife made me start taking it. I didn't think it would work for me. Yet here I am today, virtually pain-free, doing the things I love to do, all thanks to my wonderful wife and Relief Factor. I love that it's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Are you part of that 70% that can get your life back? Your first step to becoming pain-free just might be to order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. Stocks are trading higher to start the day. The Dow's up 453 points. Starting tomorrow, 988 is the suicide prevention hotline phone number nationwide. 988lifeline.org says when people call or text 988 now, they will be connected to counselors that are part of the existing National Suicide Prevention Lifeline network. The director of Lifeline says remembering a three-digit number will hopefully be easier for people in distress. That depending on the situation, a counselor can call police or medical services to assist someone, but that generally people can expect the same kind of confidential you would get at a doctor's office or at a therapist. The website does have a link to donate to the organization, and they say they're interested in hiring more volunteers and paid employees. There have been media reports the suicide hotline had been understaffed, but the director says if people hold on, they will eventually reach a counselor. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. An American basketball star charged with drug possession in Russia is back in court. The court was presented Friday with documentation from Brittany Griner's doctor that shows a recommendation for her to use cannabis to treat pain. This in Arizona on behalf of the State Department of Health. Griner is facing charges for large-scale transportation of drugs. Russian authorities claim the WNBA star entered their country in February with two vape cartridges with cannabis oil. That totaled less than three-quarters of a gram of oil. Griner has already pleaded guilty to the charges, which come with a potential 10-year prison sentence. Last week, she said she packed for Russia 
Russia hastily, and that's how the cartridges wound up in her luggage. In court Friday, Griner's legal team also submitted anti-doping test results to the court that showed Griner did not have banned substances in her system. Jared Max, Fox News. The Russian government has declared two investigative news outlets as undesirable, making them illegal. Russia's state news agency quotes the prosecutor general's office as saying the journalist's activities pose a threat to the foundation of constitutional order and security. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.